Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. I'm Colton. And what are we talking about today, Colton? Today we're going to be talking about the goblin shark. Some other names that the goblin shark has uh, are the elfin shark, and it is also referred to as a living fossil. And I wanted to kind of address that real quick, what that term means, because there are a few creatures in the world that are given that title. We usually see it with alligators, crocodiles, sharks, or there's even this fish, I don't know if anybody's seen it or heard of it, we'll probably talk about it at some point, it's called the coelacanth. Um, the whole idea is that th- there's a species of animal, so for example the goblin shark, that can trace its, what would be the, almost like its lineage. divergence, lineage, yeah. from when the goblin shark became the goblin shark. The goblin shark species that we know today has been around for over 125 million years, relatively unchanged. So because of that, it is a living fossil because it has been around so long and has remained unchanged. It is still the same creature that it was when it first emerged 125 million years ago. Now, the goblin shark has a very unique look of it compared to almost any other shark that we know out there. It has a very long protruding snout that comes out of the front of its head. And that's actually a very useful tool for the goblin shark being that it lives in dark, cold areas in the ocean. It actually can detect um, small electro magnetic like things that come off of living creatures. Now probably the scariest part of what this goblin shark looks like is its jaws. The jaws normally recede very normally inside the um, shark's head, but when the shark actually goes to use them and bite, they can protrude almost out as long as its nose, able to grab things from a bit of a distance very, very quickly. Everything else about the shark, though, is kind of creepy, being that they have a very lethargic look to them. They're reported being kind of almost flabby, and the fins on the shark are very loose and very flexible. These sharks aren't made for speed as much as they are for an opportunistic ambush type of predator. They're actually neutrally buoyant, which allows them to just motionlessly float through the water until they happen to come across prey where they use those jaws to lash out and catch it. And I, I will take the opportunity to, so when Colton says neutrally buoyant, some people might look at that term and have no idea what that means. It's a, because not, there aren't a lot of things in this world that are neutrally buoyant. So the whole idea of something that is neutrally buoyant, in the water at least, is the fact that it can't sink and it doesn't float. And when I say it doesn't float, it doesn't rise to the surface. Wherever it has decided to like stay at depth-wise, without any external forces, it just stays there. It doesn't go deeper and it doesn't go higher. Because, and it's because its liver is so uh, bloated and like uh, enlarged that it's able to be neutrally buoyant. It's very similar to actually how scuba divers go through the water. They use their air tanks to fill up their vest with air to counteract their body weight. So they can actually just sit there and not worry about floating or sinking to the bottom. Yep. And then one other physical feature that makes goblin sharks different from other sharks is their tail fin actually has no the bottom part of itself. 
uh, it's uh, just almost kind of like one long, the top part of the tail fin, which that goes back to what Colton talked about. These things are not built for speed. They are not made to maneuver quickly, uh, go anywhere very fast. And you see that I think the top speed recorded for them was only like 15 miles an hour, which when you compare it to something to, I don't know, maybe like the tiger shark or the great white, where they can get up to 30, 40, 50 miles an hour when they are trying to go after something. The, the goblin shark is very much a lethargic and more lazy shark. So just talking about their general size, on average, they're about 12 feet long. Um, there was one that was actually caught. I say caught. Um, it was drug in with like a fishing net and it was almost 20 feet long. So they can get bigger, but it's not, they don't grow that long on average. On average, in between like 10 and 12 feet and they can weigh up to almost 500 pounds. Um, and so even for their size, like we said, they're kind of, I guess they're like dense creatures. They're not very uh, flexible. They don't move quickly. So they're very uh, long and dense creatures. Now, there's a lot that's actually unknown about the goblin shark. Much that we have found, uh, at least observed in nature, is largely conjecture. We don't have much information just because of where they live and how few their numbers are. They're more of a rare species to find. And when we do find them, it's not the easiest to actually record that data. Now, we do know that they probably are feeding on many small fish, things like that. Like I said, they're an ambush predator. Very opportunistic, something with things like crustaceans and things like that that they come across in the ocean. And that's where they use that very long, odd-looking snout that they have. Now, that has some weird sensors on it that actually detect like electric signals in the water. That's called an ampullae of Lorenzini. It's a really weird name. It's just a fancy term for the odd organ that it's developed on its head. It, and it works in tandem with its weird jaws that are able to protrude out just as long as its snout and catch the fish that it runs into. And I actually didn't know that the hammerhead shark's head looks like the way it does because of the same reason. Those uh, organs for detecting electromagnetic fields. That's So the goblin shark having a weird head and the hammerhead having a weird head. Those are the reasons why that's just the reason they've evolved and developed. So where they're found is, again, this is what we have. We don't know exactly. They're found off the coast um, in the Gulf of Mexico, off the coast of Japan, Australia, New Zealand, parts of Africa, parts of South America. And the only reason we find them is because we accidentally drag them up, basically. So these are the areas that we've already found them. But like we said, they could be all over the world. We really don't know yet. And they are, I don't want to say like bottom dwellers, but they do live in deep parts of the ocean. They can live in areas from 300 feet to almost 4,000 feet. Um, so it's just kind of where they fall, where they find their food, but they do live in the deep parts of the ocean. So everything from here on out about the goblin shark is basically just like fun facts, just because we don't know much about them. We can't confirm a lot of things. Uh, it's mainly conjecture, but the things we do know, because they're such a unique animal, they're it's just they're just an animal full of fun facts. So as most people probably know, because we're, we're taught this about most sharks, is they have a lot of teeth, and like we mean a lot, like hundreds of teeth. They have multiple rows of teeth, and it's they're constantly growing back and replacing themselves. So with goblin sharks, they're the same way. They have a lot, a lot of teeth. So the upper jaw can contain anything from. 35 to 53 rows of teeth. The lower jaw has anywhere between 31 and 62 rows of teeth. 
every row and then where the teeth are in the jaw have a different purpose. So I know usually when we think of shark teeth, we think just they're all just the sharp fangs, which for the goblin shark, for the most part, that is true. Their, their teeth are described as more like needle-like or nail-like. Um, and that's usually for grabbing and tearing is usually what that's for. But they actually do have some flat teeth in there for crushing, which, you know, we usually we attribute teeth, crushing teeth to um, herbivores and things that eat plants to help grind. But the goblin shark actually does have teeth for crushing um, compared to other sharks. That's a little that's not something totally normal that we see. And to add on to what you just said about their the flat molar-like teeth that they have, it's actually, we believe it's due to their diet. Again, we're not 100% sure, but being that they would be feeding on a lot of crustaceans and cephalopods, things that necessarily have a hard shell or hard um, outer layer on them, they need something to crush through that and break it down a lot easier, as opposed to a soft fish where you can tear it apart. And we do not know a lot about its mating behavior at all. We have never actually been able to look at a impregnated female goblin shark at all so we do not know a lot um it's estimated that they only give birth to a small number of pups at once which pup is baby sharks um and they believe that they give birth to actually very large young since the only the smallest specimen that we've ever caught is 32 inches we haven't found anything smaller than that so based off of that we have to assume that they're born pretty big it's actually suspected that they as far as reproduction goes, are similar to other species of macro sharks, which is kind of their broader classification of that, that type of shark. It uh, they suspected that the embryo is growing inside the mother. Once it develops, it develops inside eating undeveloped eggs and any smaller embryos that are in there before actually giving the mother gives birth to it, which allows the goblin, sh- like most sharks, to actually be more precocial at birth. So one uh, fun fact that I found that I find a little humorous just because people think sharks scary, you know, uh, man-eating monsters. Because of its depth, guess what? You never have to worry about a goblin shark. There are zero documented cases of a goblin shark ever even harming a human being. You have nothing to worry about from the goblin shark. And I know what we're describing is terrifying. If you look up videos from it, it actually is pretty scary looking creature. You don't ever have to worry about it. You will never come across one. So along with many other things, we have no idea how long these things can actually live for. Um, We have guessed that they could live up to 60 years just based on evidence and some facts that we have about them. Um, But we have no idea. They could live 15 years. They could live 100 years. I mean, we have no idea. Um, And then some other fun facts that I have about them is that The goblin shark, it's a translation of an old Japanese name, and it's called Tenguzime. And a tengu is a Japanese mythical creature that was often depicted with a long nose and red face. And so when they thought, when they saw this thing, it was like the mythical huge creature come to life. So they came to fear it a little bit. And then also some areas of Japan, when fishermen would catch these, they would use... Uh, the shark's liver for oil to be used as fertilizer. Uh, One more fun fact I have on it was that the goblin shark shrinks as it ages. So we talk about this snout that it has. That's like a really long, longer snout. And so once it reaches maturity where it's fully grown, uh, that snout actually starts shrinking. So as the goblin shark gets older, that snout gets shorter and shorter, uh, which most likely means that it's not hunting as much. It becomes a weaker hunter, and then it probably ends up dying because it's just not as strong of a hunter compared to younger goblin sharks. 
Well, the population size on goblin sharks is still pretty unknown. So as far as conservation goes, um, they're not considered to be under much threat right now, but we kind of play it more be safe than sorry type of deal, just because what, from what we can see, they don't have that much in the way of population. So we don't want to have, we don't want to worry about their their already small numbers dwindling due to anyone poaching or illegal fishing. And as is almost always the case with every animal we talk about, almost every animal in the world, one of the big things that do threaten the goblin shark are humans. We have a lot of pollution, we have a lot of garbage in the ocean, and sharks are really bad about eating garbage. Uh, sharks will pretty much eat almost anything they come across. And while some of the things may be benign and it may not affect the shark at all, some things can really mess up the shark, whether it be tear up insides or preventing it from getting more food sort of thing, making it sick. So that's one of the big problems that we have. We see, we've found goblin sharks whose stomach contents contain a lot of garbage. And that's one thing that would potentially hurt the numbers of the goblin shark. But like we said, we don't know those numbers. And just talking about the threats that come on them, the only natural predator to the goblin shark is another shark called the blue shark. Um, we There might be more that we don't know about, but that is the only documented predator that this shark actually has. So that about wraps up everything that we have on the goblin shark. Uh, so like we said, we don't have a ton of information on them because we just really can't document them that well. Um, and this, the goblin shark wraps up uh, the October animals. So if you saw for the month of October, we tried doing more spooky animals. The goblin shark wraps up the last one. And tune in next week where we talk about the pangolin. And don't forget to follow us on all our socials for updates. And you can find those in the description below. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.